0: Okay, you guys, I want to attempt to explain the significance of Reddit versus Wall Street in a way that we as parents can relate to it, to simplify it. Um, It's been laid out there by some that the problem is that these hedge funds are greedy. And they are. Um, Greed is human nature, and it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, Nothing in the world is more greedy than than a little baby or a child. Literally all that baby cares about is its own needs. It doesn't know any better. But as it grows, it learns to become less greedy as it gets older because society punishes the behavior of being greedy. These hedge funds have never learned that lesson. They've never been punished for their greed until this week. The problem is not that hedge funds serve no purpose in society like Tucker Carlson suggested on a show this week. Um, they do actually serve a purpose. Like if you have a great idea, if you or I have a great billion-dollar idea that will improve society, improve the lives and finances of millions of people, enrich your family, but you don't have any money to make that idea a reality, well, then your idea is pretty much worthless. Um, Nothing will come out of it. So hedge funds and investment firms allow great ideas to become reality by investing in them. That's their purpose to society. And it's actually an important purpose. The problem is not actually with the hedge funds themselves. The problem is government. Government has rigged the game in their favor. Government is supposed to function as the referee for society. We have rules and government sets those rules and then they enforce the rules. But they don't referee a fair game or set fair rules. All the rules benefit the wealthy and the government never calls fouls on those people. So if you're watching a football game with your kid, okay, we're Steelers fans here, and your kid's getting all pissed off because every single call is going against your beloved Steelers, every holding call, every pass interference, everything's going against the Steelers, and you start yelling at your TV, "The, the refs are paid off. This is bullshit. The refs are paid off. Well, if you actually find out later that week that the refs were paid off, the refs would go to jail and your kids would have lost faith in the NFL. That's what happened here. The refs were actually bought and paid for. Government is bought and paid for by Wall Street. They pay for all their campaigns. Um, when, they, when they get out of government, they get extremely lucrative speaking contracts on Wall Street, it, it's tit for tat, right? So when one of these investment companies does something overtly risky and they lose a lot of money, like in the early 2000s, when the banks were handing out incredibly risky home loans. And then they were bundling those loans and selling them for massive profits. Well, when those loans eventually inevitably failed, as they knew they would, what happened? The government came in and said, oh, these companies are too big to fail. We we have to save them. And they gave them billions of taxpayer dollars. So by doing this, government eliminated all of the risk in risk. They, they put the consequences of failure on the backs of the American people, but the wealthy get all the benefits and rewards if their behavior goes well. So it's like, if, if you could go to Vegas and play roulette, and every time you won, you got to keep it, but when you lost, you got a taxpayer bailout, you'd probably go to Vegas a lot and play a lot of roulette. Like, what's to lose? So, I mean, of course, these banks and these, these funds, of course, they're going to engage in risky behavior, because the rewards are huge when they hit and the public's gonna take it on the chin when they don't. Government socializes the losses, but the gains stay with the companies. That's not free market capitalism. People wanna point the finger at capitalism. See, capitalism doesn't work. We don't have free market capitalism. We haven't for well over 100 years. I mean, okay, back to to parenting. You know the old adage of the stick and the carrot, right? You reward your kid when they do something good, to encourage more of that behavior. You know, you, oh, uh, okay, Keller, you got straight A's, so I'm gonna buy you that new Minecraft game. You reward it. He wants to get more A's, because that good behavior got him something. And when he does something bad, like you punish him, so he learns not to do it again. Oh, you snuck out after bedtime and got drunk in the school parking lot with your moronic friend who got that 15-year-old pregnant. Well, guess what? You're not hanging out with that friend anymore, ever. Lesson learned, right? The stick and the carrot is how any animal in the world is trained because it works. It's how it's how zoos train animals. It's how, um, it's how animals are trained at SeaWorld. It works, the stick and the carrot. And you can expand that to all of society. The thing is with these companies, they only get the carrot. They never get the stick. They never get punished. Now, on Wall Street versus Reddit, what we saw is Reddit found out a way to punish these investors for making extremely risky bets. And they punished them where it hurt, right in the wallet. Reddit went in the garage, they pulled out a big old leather belt, put Wall Street over their knee, and smacked the shit out of them until their asses were bleeding. And these hedge funds, after losing billions of dollars, they would have learned their lesson and refrained from shorting companies again. Shorting is bad for for America. But what happened next? Well, they got bailed out. Janet Yellen, our new treasury secretary, um, well, she gets paid millions of dollars from Citadel. Citadel is a company who coincidentally backs Melvin Capital, the investment firm that got put under from this. And they also have a stake in Robinhood. So they, they decided, well, we're just going to steal the money back from the American people. So they had Robinhood put a stop on purchases of AMC and GameStop, the two stocks that mostly caused all this, but they allowed selling of the stock. So this artificially drove the price down on these stocks, which bailed out the hedge funds from the trouble they were in. It's definitely not legal, and if government were calling balls and strikes fairly, both ways, what they would do is they would go get these people, and they'd throw them in jail, and they'd take their money, and they'd give it to the Reddit investors. That's what would happen if we had fair referees. But that's not what's gonna happen they're probably gonna throw one guy in jail. They'll probably get the CEO of, um, of um, Robinhood. He'll probably go to jail or somebody like that. Some fall guy, some Bernie Madoff fall guy type. You remember in the housing crash, Bernie Madoff only got to go to jail. Um, And he wasn't even doing the derivative stuff that got the banks in trouble. He was just some other guy doing some other shady pyramid type stuff. So they're going to put one person in jail, and then they're, they're going to make new regulations that are going to protect you. But those regulations will actually protect these firms. And they'll probably be written by the firms, because that's how most of our bills get passed. They get written by lobbyists. I mean, they're already referring to what the Redditors did as an insurrection. It's already being called an insurrection. I mean, does that seem like familiar language? Now, when they called the uh, protesters at the Capitol, the people who went into the Capitol, they called them violent insurrection and terrorists. Half the country bought into that because half the country hates Donald Trump and the people who were there on his behalf, or at least they were perceived to be there on his behalf. Well, half the country does not hate these investors, these middle-class people who finally took it to Wall Street. So I don't think people are going to fall for the language this time. And that's why this is such an important event. It's it's the first time where everyone can come together and see what all this bullshit is. So let's, let's rewind a little bit and talk about the concept of too big to fail. Think back to the bailouts of the auto industry. I think that happened in 2009. Government Acted the same way as they did with the banks. And, they, and they, they said, these companies are too big to fail. Like if they go under, we're all screwed. But that's not actually how it would work in reality in a free market. In reality, if GM would go out of business because the business model they have stinks or they're engaging in risky business practices or they aren't making a great product that people want or whatever, whatever causes them to go belly up. Well, it's not like we're all going to lose our cars, and and the highways are going to be barren, and nobody's going to have a job. I mean, sure, some some people would lose their jobs, but then what's going to happen is some other company would rise up. They would they would seize this opportunity and take GM's place, and most likely that company would produce a better product, better service, and a better business plan. They're learned from the mistakes of GM. That's the free market at work. They're buy GM's factories. They're put people back to work, and all of society will be better off as a result. That's the free market. That's what free market capitalism is supposed to be, but we don't have free market capitalism. We have a fixed game with predetermined outcomes where the wealthy are always going to win. Hedge fund companies. They should be investing their money in things that they think are good ideas, things that will make them money, or at least that they think will make them money, but they don't do that anymore. We, what they do now is they place bets based on which way they expect the Federal Reserve to move monetary po- policy. And that's not good for society. The privately owned Federal Reserve prints money whenever they want to, give it to the, they give it to the banks for free, banks that they own, and that money is then lent to you at interest. So they make money by printing, they, they make a profit by printing money out of thin air and lending it to you at interest. And this year, they've printed trillions of dollars to get us out of a hole that just keeps getting deeper, that they put us in in the first place. And they've done that intentionally because every time they do that, they get more and more wealthy. Every bailout makes them more wealth. I mean, did you even know that the Federal Reserve was privately owned? It's not owned by government. It's not owned by us. They set the monetary policy for the whole country, but it's owned by private citizens. And legally, those citizens are allowed to own banks, which they do and legally they're allowed to profit off the policy that they set. It doesn't seem right. I bet you didn't know that. And why isn't that like on the nightly news every single night? I mean, is there a bigger rigged game in town than that? I'm allowed to make all of the decisions. That'd be be like your kid, you give him carte blanche on um, dessert policy in the house. He decides when cookies get bought and when he can eat the cookies well I bet he's gonna at least my kid would have us buying nothing but cookies and we'd be eating cookies three meals a day and for midnight snack and everything else they let them make all the decisions and reap all the world rewards so in a year like this one where we've had three or four bailouts can't even keep track anymore every time they print more money the money in your bank account becomes less valuable Why? Well, because there's more money overall floating around in circulation. It drives up the prices of groceries and gives your money less purchasing power. It's just basic supply and demand. Even my kids understand this concept in relation to the Pokemon cards. They love Pokemon. I think it's friggin' stupid, but they love it, whatever. And they understand that certain cards that they get are worth more than other cards because the cards are rare. So when money is in short supply, it has a lot of purchase power, the money is rare. Well, when money is being injected into the economy by the trillions with these bailouts, it becomes less rare and your purchasing power is reduced. And those bailouts aren't going to you. They're going to the wealthy. So they get more money and your money becomes less rare and less valuable. So then they also manipulate you into spending your money by inflating currency and lowering interest rates okay so we think low interest rates are great right but they get to decide the interest rates and right now they're at historically low levels and they've been there for like eight years i think so why would you put your money into a savings account getting half a percent interest when inflation is rising at two percent a year you you literally lose money by saving it you let it sit in a bank account earning a half of a percent of interest but its purchase power is being decreased by 2% a year. You're losing money by saving money. Losing money by saving money. So they force you to invest, right? To, to make some risky investments to try to stay ahead of inflation. We need to end the Federal Reserve. We need to decentralize government and get government out of monetary policy. We, they can't keep setting the rules because they are compromised. We can't have them calling the balls and strikes because they are bought and paid for. And if, if now is the time, if any, to realize that it's not left versus right. That's just a distraction to, to keep you away from taking the fight to them. I mean, this week's event have been the most blatant example of crony capitalism I've ever seen. Forget Democrat versus Republican. It's us versus them. And, and this week we should all be able to wrap our minds around it. So, like, you might ask, you might think, I know, I've been thinking, what can I do about this? What can I do about this? The fact that the game is rigged, we all know the game is rigged. Well, what can I do about it? Well, the first thing you can do is stop playing by their rules. Um, stop playing by their rules. Just don't accept their authority anymore. All throughout the lockdown, I did what I felt was in the best personal interest and safety of myself and my family. I, and most of the time, I was following the guidelines that would be that doctors would suggest, but I'm not listening to the government. More importantly, I've been putting my money slowly into cryptocurrency since 2014. And the reason is because crypto is an unregulated free market and the government can't touch it. But more importantly, it can't be inflated. There's a, a, a finite amount of Bitcoin out there and there will never be more Bitcoin than there is. So they cannot manipulate the value of it. They can't set interest rates. They have no control over it. It's decentralized. If you want to learn more about that, I did an episode of The Dad Presents with Andres Antonopoulos a couple months ago. Check it out. Um, message me. I'm happy to answer your question, though I'm not an expert. But the large lesson here for us to learn is that we need unity right now. And not unity like Joe Biden talks about unity, where by unity he means everybody needs to agree with me. Not unity like AOC means, where she wants unity of the left, but she wants the right to basically fuck off and die. Not between Democrat and Republican. Unity of us, we, the people, versus them, the wealthy who have rigged the fucking game. All right? Thanks, guys.